Quarantine after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. I just like the surface. WGT's After Further Review. I'm Derek Lawson here with Frank Vashner. And we've talked about it here on the show time and time again. The difference between the NHL and the NBA and the way it's per- it's promoted. Um, I think the NHL, I, get, I always have to say this on this show, I think the NHL is a great sport. I really think NHL playoff hockey is great and you want to talk about it. But they don't really promote their stars or their teams. And you always get tired of all those Twitter hot takes and guys bashing other leagues because the NHL just doesn't do what they're supposed to do when it comes to promoting their league. And Frank brought this back up once again. Uh, it was also on our Twitter page. Make sure you go on over to AFR's Twitter page. Give us some, you know, a little bit of a follow. Go to AFR Sports Show at AFR Sports Show. And uh, as I bring up the notifications here on our AFR Sports Show, um, it, we, we've, we've had this long discussion with uh, B. Gibbs and your buddy Matt over at Enterprise, uh, Frank. And uh, basically, you know, it's been pretty, pretty crazy. But the thing about it is the uh, the the uh, playoffs here for um, NBC has kind of been kind of weird. They've, they've had it on the Golf Channel, the NBC Sports Network. We've also talked about in years past how... Why doesn't the Stanley Cup Finals just be on the regular network, not two games on the network and then two games on the sports network and then maybe, you know, trade off one and one and one until game seven or whatever. But, uh, Frank, you know, talk about a little bit about your buddy at uh, uh, Enterprise and then also your other buddy, Mr. Gibbs, kind of agreeing with us. Well, first I want to how this came about. I want to start with something that uh, my good friend uh, Brian Gibbs pointed out on Twitter, he showed the top 10 markets the first five days of the Stanley Cup playoffs across the NBC networks. Yes, yeah, is the ratings said that Pittsburgh had the highest with a 2.54, mm-hmm. Buffalo, 2.29, Nashville, in a ones, Boston, Providence, and then the rest, and then it was Philly was below one, Tampa below one, and Columbus was 0.83. And, you know, and that was and that just led me to think about how many times we've talked about how bad the NBC is at promoting as I'll have to bring, I clicked out of it. And I, and I said, and I told, and I said to Brennan, I said, the NHL does a poor job of marketing their product. And, and I said, look at the TV ratings, look at, and also look at how much NBC promotes their NHL coverage and now compare it to, what we see from the NBA, whether it's on ESPN, ABC, or TNT. I mean, it, the difference is night and day. Hey, and he responded, he said, you're not wrong about that. The NBA definitely sells their storylines and pushes it at you. And he kind of said about how ESPN 
built constantly throughout the Jordan LeBron comparisons or why James Harden deserves the MVP more or why LeBron got out of bed this morning. Hang on, I know that happens. He says, but I don't think, but I think it's a turnoff for a lot of hockey fans. They started to sell more types of stuff like that. Could they advertise more and get the hype going? Of course. I'm not sure how much it would draw new fans, viewers. I don't know about advertising, et cetera. And of course you said that storylines sell. And I happen to agree with that because look, in the today's media, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, it's cool. I mean, they might follow a lot of stuff that seems kind of ridiculous. And I mean, I've kind of said that at times as well, but you know, it's just the truth. I mean, you want people to pay attention to this stuff. Why? James Harden might deserve the MVP more than LeBron or why Ben Simmons should be rookie of the year over Donovan Mitchell or vice versa. It gets people talking. It draws eyes to TV sets. It generates web clicks. I mean, in the NHL, you don't, it's rare that you, you hear, I haven't really heard much talk about who deserves the heart trophy for MVP more. I mean, I hear names that, Mentioned, I hear like Nathan McKinnon from the Colorado Avalanche because he's been a reason for a turnaround, or Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I don't hear people like saying, hey, McKinnon or Kucherov deserve the Hart Trophy because, or as I mentioned, guys who are finals for various awards like Vezda Trophy. Nobody's saying Connor Hellebuck deserves the Vezda Trophy because X, Y, and Z. Hey, because look, the NHL is just not promoted, especially across the, the networks too. Who, I mean, you said that yourself, Derek, that the NHL has got a bad TV deal with NBC. And of course, I, I have actually seen on uh, some of the coverage from the Canadian the Canadian networks like CBC, he which is, and Rogers, Sportsnet, and all the and even games that might air on TSN in the regular season, they promote the hell out of it, whether it's on the TV side or the radio side. That's And that's why the people will pay attention. It's not just because it's Canada's national pastime. It's because it's promoted. And those who want to argue national pastime, well, people say baseball is America's pastime. But does, the, does MLB promote their product? Not so much. Because look, you don't—they don't promote stars, cars as much. I mean, I—you said it yourself. I've heard Mike Valeni say it that had if if Mike Trout was to walk into a bar in Toledo, how many people besides maybe some random diehard Angels fan would know that it was him? Yeah, it's totally true. And I mean, the ratings show. I mean, I I, I, I look at it like this. Think about it. The NFL, which is pretty much the ratings king, uh, had ratings declines, but the NBA's has gone up. I mean, look at this. Uh, last Saturday, Spurs Warriors first round NBA playoff game scored a 3.3 overnight rating. That was up 14% from last year. Actually, there's reports saying that uh, the opening weekend was a pretty good weekend for uh, the NBA playoffs. Uh, I know the Warriors, or excuse me, the Warriors and um, it said the Spurs. What is that, Frank? Um, sorry, that. I got multi. Sorry about that. That was a, multi phones here. Phone. Uh, the Sixers. That was a, 
Sixers and Heat with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid out, score a 2.9. Then you go over to Stanley Cup, Maple Leafs and Bruins, one of the original sixes, scored a 1.3. Predators-Blackhawks was a 1. Well, that was up a tick from the Predators-Blackhawks from last year, 1.2. Still second lowest for a primetime Stanley Cup playoff game on broadcast uh, television. The Devils, Lightning, and Avalanche Predators delivered a 1.3 overall overnight. Um, it's still up, but that was on CNNBC. Um, as I said before, people, you know, I, I hate to say it, but people are kind of lazy nowadays. And, and they want stuff that you don't have to go searching for to watch the games. I mean, NBC needs to just be set on where you want to see it. When you want to watch the NBA playoffs, you go to TNT with a great pregame, halftime, and postgame show with Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq, and EJ. And then if you want to watch some games, or they're also on ESPN, and you got Beatle, Paul Pierce, Chauncey, and Jalen Rose on that set. Plus, they also do some of the ABC games. So you go to three different networks. I kind of count two because ABC and ESPN are the same. And then you got TNT. With the NHL, I mean, you don't have really – no post-game, pre-game show. I mean, it gets right into it. But I, I, I think that's also what hurts the, the, the NHL a little bit. You, you know, you need personality. I, I know. I mean, the, I mean, in the States, I mean, the only personality is, I mean, if you're watching it on NBC Sports Network, I mean, you'll have, a pre, you'll have pre-game and post-game. I mean, your personalities are Liam, Liam McHugh, Mike Milbury, Keith Jones, or sometimes they'll – rotate somebody in or if it's on like usa or cnbc they have Catherine tappen anson carter who i don't think too many people know who he is unless you followed michigan state hockey in the early 90s or they may have or they may have jeremy or jeremy roenick i mean you those are people those are people that the the hockey nistas will know but i mean they're it's not like they bring other than other than milbury Nobody really brings a lot of nobody really brings a lot of pizzazz to it. I mean, you look at compare that to Canada, where you have have their their pregame and postgame panel with uh, I want to say Elliot Friedman, and then some of the sports that personalities. I want to say David Amber, uh, probably Luke Fox, uh, uh, and then of course. Ron McLean and the coach's corner with Ron McLean and Don Cherry. I mean, that is pretty much the lifeblood of your your intermission reports. Of course, because it's entertaining. There's some personality to it. There's some flair. It's not just going to be guys droning on about this, that, and the other. I mean, it's people that are showing a vested interest in something. So they're saying, you know, this happened to this game, and it grinds my gears. I mean, you kind of see that with the TNT guys. I mean, I think even last night they like they showed the the jet kind of going up by the large screen, acting like he was standing on the court. And there's people on Twitter saying, "Get te- doesn't Teddy realize that if you have too many people on the court, that's a technical foul?" I mean, it's it's entertaining, Derek. Am I right? Yeah, it's very entertaining, but I think the thing about it is is that you have to realize, and I get tired of this, and I say it all the time, You get, it's like the, I told you off off air, 
it's like the guy that dates the so-so girlfriend who's maybe a four or a five, but they're just trying, trying to convince you that the girl is a 10, and you're trying to tell them, no, it's not a 10. So they get mad and upset and then try to make fun of your girlfriend, and your girlfriend's smoking hot. And it's like, no, your, your girlfriend doesn't compare to my girlfriend. Your girlfriend is a four. She is not an eight or a nine. And that's what it seems like with some of these NHL fans. They're trying to prove to you so much that their sport's so great. I said, no, it's nothing wrong with the sport. The sport is great. It's great to watch. But if you're trying to get ratings and the casual fans, you got to do a little bit of promotion with it. And it doesn't help that the NHL doesn't really like to promote any of their stars. I mean, let's face it, pro sports is all about star power. Now, in college, it's about relating to the team and the college. And granted, some teams have very phenomenal special players, but it's all about star power in the pros and about the blue bloods. Like, think about it like this. In the NHL, everyone's like, you know, your one buddy came up and said, well, the NBA's rigged, which is another one of that hooey, baloney crap that you hear. And I, I seen him say something about what, oh, you know, it's always going to be the Warriors and the Cavs. Well, to be honest with you, how the way the Pelicans are playing right now, they're about to sweep Portland in the way that the Warriors are injured and they don't have Steph Curry and he might even miss most of the second round. I think the Pelicans could really knock off the Warriors, and I think the Cavs are dead in the water, especially if Kevin Love can't play. I mean, he's torn some ligaments in his thumb. LeBron just has a bunch of spare tires and rusty jacks in the car with him with the Cavs, and I don't really see them getting through the East the way they've been struggling with Indiana. I mean, they came back and they won game two, but he had to score almost 50 points to win, and and Oladipo was in foul trouble. I mean, in the NHL... You have stars, but you don't want to promote Sidney Crosby. You don't want to promote Ovechkin. Um, The NHL teams, I'm going to be honest with you, most people in America don't care about the the Canadian teams. They don't. I mean, you know, maybe Montreal and Toronto possibly because they're part of the original six. No one's going to care about Edmonton. Nobody cares about Winnipeg. I mean, that's just the way it is. They want a relatability. I think this year the NHL is suffering with Detroit and Chicago not being in the playoffs. Now, I understand the way that your collective bargaining system is made up. It gives everyone a chance to win the Stanley Cup, which is great for the diehard NHL fan. But for the casual fan, they want to stick to a team that might have a dynasty. Like the Blackhawks have a lot of personality. When they're in the Stanley Cup and they're winning, people are going to watch. Let's face it. When Detroit is in the in the playoffs, and they're winning Stanley Cups, people are going to watch. I mean, look at the late 90s with the Red Wings. A lot of people talked about the Stanley Cup playoffs because of the Red Wings and the Avalanche rivalry. People want that, but that's a consistency there. You see what I'm saying? They want People want consistency, just like in the NCAA tournament. One of the highest-rated exactly. games was the regional uh, final, which your buddy thought that uh, Duke wasn't going to get past the Sweet 16, and they did. They got to the Elite Eight. But one of the highest-rated games was Duke and Kansas. It was rated higher than the actual Final Four itself. Now, people will tell you, oh, we love to see the underdog, and we love to see the upsets. Yeah, you like to see the upsets on the first weekend. That's the only time you want to see it. But when Loyola kept moving on in the tournament, the ratings got worse and worse, and nobody really watched their team. I mean, heck, it had to get to the point where Loyola, it's a great story. You're an underdog. It's David versus Goliath. But think about it. When you think of Loyola Chicago – 
it turned into the Sister Jean story. I, I mean, <laughs> that's what was bringing in the ratings. That was where the media was at all her press conferences. And then when the team had a press conference, it was like three media members. And it was probably some of the beat writers for them. So I think what the NHL needs to do, obviously they're not going to change their collective bargaining agreement where, you know, basically you can't build dynasties or anything like that. But let's face it. You know, I'm over here and I'm looking at these ratings. First of all, I think Chicago and Detroit got to be in there. I, I I think Detroit needs to go back to the Western Conference. It ain't working. I understand the management's bad in Detroit and they're not making any moves, but you can't have Detroit out of the playoffs. I'm sorry. The, the Stanley Cup playoffs, you need the Detroit Red Wings in there. That is a national brand. It's hockey town for a reason. You can't leave them off. You just can't. I'm rather people rather watch the Detroit Red Wings and that dumpster fire you have than the Columbus competing in the playoffs. It, 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 let's face it, Frank. It, that's just what it is. I mean, eyeballs want to watch the Red Wings. They don't want to watch the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's not a hockey town. It, it's a, it's some team that's just stuck in there. You know, uh, let's be honest. To Nashville, okay, they're okay, but they're not really one of the originals. They're not really, you know. I mean, that Nashville is the. They're the they're the new money. They're the new money, the, but yeah, but but a lot of people in sports like the old money. You know, they they you know like Predators versus Blackhawks was really highly rated. You had the old money versus the new money, which was great. But Tampa, think about it. That's that's not hockey. You know, even though you got um Iserman down there and they're trying to push that. You know, even Minneapolis. You know, it's kind of sad with the Wild, but everyone up there loves hockey, and they think the Wild suck. I mean, I've, I've heard beat writers on other sports shows talk about how the Wild, they knew the Wild weren't going to compete in their series. I mean, that's just the, just the way it goes. But you have to start building some dynasties. I know that people think it's predictable, but other sports are predictable. Look at New England Patriots. They're always in the Super Bowl hunt, but people love, either you love the Patriots, especially people up in Boston in the New England area, or you hate them. But guess what? People watch. People either want to watch greatness from Tom Brady or they want to see him fail. It is just what it is. In the NHL, name a team that someone wants to see them succeed and fail at the same time. I mean, I don't really, I really don't know. I really don't know if you can find one that say we want to see this team succeed or hate. And then there's some people say we want to see them fail. There's really no indi- there's really no indifference. I think the only team that's close to that, maybe you might agree or disagree, is probably Sidney Crosby. I see a lot of people that like his greatness. Well, a lot of people think he's a crybaby. And I think you've hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, granted, I was probably one of those gas bags that said I didn't like him because he's too much of a whiner. Well, as years have gone on, I've noticed that he's a lot more mature. and He's kind of taking, holding himself accountable more, holding his team accountable a lot more and it's like okay I can respect you a lot more because now you're getting results so but I don't think but it's not like the Patriots or anything like that and you mentioned earlier some guy coming at me saying the NBA stinks it's the worst league that happens to be Matt White the branch manager at Enterprise on Central Avenue who (laughs) I've roasted on this show before wow and you really put him out there Frank even let the fans know where he works at well, you know, if you come, you can bring some hot take to the table, yeah. some sizzler, then the roasting's gonna come right back at you. And here's what this is: I'm gonna go over some of what he said. He told 
because I posted something on Snapchat how Goran Dragic looks like Chris Pratt, uh, oh, which man. he said, which I was only doing to be funny, and he says the NBA states, and I said, dude, they're the best at marketing their product. Here's Matt. Bar none. <laughs> yeah, and he says. I don't care about that. It's the worst league in sport. Okay, now you that that okay that that tells me you have no credibility whatsoever because you don't even acknowledge that they actually do something the right way. And I t- he said I told him people watch it. If it was bad, nobody would watch. And they do it right with marketing. I said the NHL and MLB need to take notes. Oh, they need to balance their product. Too predictable. No, it's not. I mean, Derek, you just said it. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Cavs and Warriors. Look, the Cavs are – there's no guarantee they come out of the East this no. year. No, and they could lose possibly to the 76ers, and I hate to say it. I mean, they say and trust the process, but, whew, I mean, they are basically, you know, doing well. And then look at the San Antonio Spurs, the dynasty they've had, the consistency. I've seen people that say, wow, that's a really great team. And then I've seen people say – yeah, they're great, but they're boring. But they still watch because it's almost like, and you got Greg Popovich, and you know, you know, his our condolences to his family as he, you know, he lost his wife for forty years. But even Greg Popovich is somewhat of a star on the team, even though he's so rude to the media. I mean, it's just a, a great combination here, and the NHL just doesn't do it. I think they did it early on in the nineties with ESPN. I mean. Casual fans like to watch Wayne Ring Gretzky when he was with the L.A. Kings. Now, he was kind of getting toward the tail end of his career while he was with the Kings. I mean, he still had a little bit in the tank, but especially when it started getting towards the mid-90s, it was starting to become obvious that Gretzky wasn't like he was in the 80s. But people still watch. Messier in New York with the Rangers. The storyline was in 94. They hadn't won the Cup in almost over, what, 50 years? And people were really rooting for these guys back in 94. I mean... It just wasn't what it was. And then you had the Red Wings in the late 90s. Even though they had the rivalry with the Avalanche, a lot of the guys were party guys. I mean, they were regular blue-collar party guys. You know, McSorley. <laughs> you know, you know, Sergey Fedorov had the hot chicks. And, and it was just like, wow, you know, this is this is actually inter- interesting and people like to watch. You know, Buffalo Sabres had Hashik, you know, in, the, in, in there. And then you also had the Dallas Stars and, you know, uh, Brett Hall. So, I mean... With the TV deal they had with ESPN and, you know, partly with Fox, too. You remember the the blue dot with the puck to follow it. It got people to watch. You know, people really actually liked hockey in the 90s. Now, obviously, after the the lockout season and all that relationship dissolved with ESPN, I think that took a, a major hit. But the NHL and Gary Bettman have to start to realize that, you know, leaving players out of the Olympics and, Stuff like that just hurts the NHL brand. You, you, I, I think Batman tries to make it to where it's the NHL and the brass are is is the best, and he's got to realize it's pro sports. I mean, just face it, the individuals and the stars run the league. Period. Exactly. And of course, Matt tries to come at me with this. He says. he tries to compare the NBA to the Continental Hockey League in Russia what? because they're both. He, the KHL well, there, or something like that? Yeah. Well, there, a bit, bit of a backstory. He says the KHL is fixed, which I have seen in an article from Jeff Moss of the Detroit Sports Rag that there was an article from um, Slava Malumud, or what I think if I say his name, that they were that Vladimir Putin was trying to stack a KHL team with a bunch of stars so they would win the 
the championship fair, of course, it didn't work out that way. Right. It and, I, and I said, and I said to Matt, I said, Matt, show me one time where George W. Bush, Donald Trump, or Barack Obama fixed an NBA team so they would win a championship. I'll hang up and listen. Right. Because it hasn't happened. No politician has tried to fix his team. Team to his favorite team just so they can win a championship. And he says, has Mackie saying every year's the same thing. Hey, oh, new year for the Pistons. Who gives a bleep? LeBron and the Warriors will play in the finals. It's the worst thing in sports. I said, look, there are NBA teams that have bad owners. I will acknowledge that. There's some NHL teams you know, that have bad owners, too. There's some Major League you're Baseball absolutely, teams. There, there's bad owners everywhere. I mean – you're never you're never gonna find a sport where every single owner is a saint choir boy who will always do the right thing. I mean, does it suck that there's some bad apples there? Yeah, but you know what? It is what it is. And I told him there's no guarantee the Warriors come out of the West, as you just said. And of course, there's no guarantee that they they're even able to bounce back because I know that Clay Thompson is set to become a free agent in a couple of years, and it doesn't sound like that he's going to stay there. Right. Yeah, like hey, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, that the NHL should be embracing that team. They're trying to go for a three-peat. I don't think that's been done since the Islanders won four straight. I mean, that's some of the yes. storylines you're trying to push, but the NHL doesn't want to push that. They just, let's put the games on here on USA or our family of NBC networks, and it's just not working. That should be a storyline you should be looking at. The Vegas Knights, now I think that's rigged. I, I really do because they already knew that in Vegas there's a whole bunch of stuff to do, and if that team was going to be like a regular expansion team where you had a bunch of cast off of young players where you were going to absolutely suck for six good years before you even made a playoff series, let alone win one, let alone sweep a team like the L.A. Kings, that team was going to fail. I really think that they, you know, it was it was kind of a, or as some people say, they thought the, the rules were a little lax on who you could protect and couldn't protect so they could pick up a really good veteran squad. Now, I don't think anyone ever predicted that the Vegas Knights would probably get to the second round of the playoffs, at least make the playoffs, let alone dominate the Kings and get to the second round. There's some people that are giving them a 4-1 to one odds chance to even make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, some people say it could be the Vegas flu because teams fly into Vegas and, and it's a totally different scene than any other NHL team. It, you know, the NHL schedule, if you've noticed, Frank, has been kind of strange for a lot of teams. They fly into Vegas and somehow, some way, they're spending two or three days in Vegas before they play those guys. Uh, I, I think some people get caught up in that nightlife and the Vegas nights kind of sneak up on them. Uh, I mean, I, I understand what you're getting at, but of course, I don't think that it was fixed up that badly for them to well, be yeah, successful. Yeah, right. Because I mean, cause I, got, they, I could be like your boy Matt and just say that you know I think uh, Donald Trump went in there and and it was in the the draft room and you know fixed it and was like Putin and then you know Putin probably wiretapped something to, so he can get all the stack players on the on the Vegas team. You know I, I don't know. I mean it just it sounds ridiculous, but the fact of the matter is is that Vegas is doing really well. That's a good storyline too. Um, Ovechkin making promises. I don't see that storyline pushed at all. I mean, heck down 2-0, and then now they finally tie it up against Columbus. I want to see if Ovechkin can get through this because with the with the Capitals, if they lose in this first round, it's going to be a lot of changes over there in D.C. 
I I believe so too. And I even mentioned on this show that Barry Trotz is in the final year of his contract, and I'm sure he'll find some employment somewhere else. And just to kind of put a bow on this, this is something Matt said as well. Said that you can pick the top four teams for next year on August first. It's a guarantee. Run to the bank with it. Disclaimer: Do not do that, people. What, what top four teams for NBA? The NBA. So yeah. What was his NBA top four in August? I did. I didn't ask him, but I would say. But if he, he probably would have said Cavs, Warriors, Rockets, and Celtics, which I don't think is going to be the top four because the Celtics have lost Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hay- mm-hmm. Hayward. The Warriors are injured. LeBron has got a lot of has basically got a MacGyver his way to the to the Eastern Conference Finals now, and he's having trouble with the Pacers. And I mean the the Houston Rockets. I mean they're looking they're looking good so far, but again, then these games aren't played on paper. There's a reason they play them. Yeah, you're right. And like I said, Boston, and he said August 1st, you know, Kyrie didn't really get traded until a little bit later on in August. And you know, we're right. We thought Boston was going to try to make it. I mean, they'll probably beat Milwaukee, but Milwaukee is pretty much dead in the water when Jason Kidd was fired and they're just putting stuff together. Um, you know, Oklahoma City looked good for a while with playoff P in game one, and then Utah came in there and took over in game two. I mean, you could have said Oklahoma City. I mean, it, it's it's wide open right now. It it's definitely is, and I think it's because of injuries. And with the finals, I wouldn't be surprised um, what we could see in the finals. I don't think – I really highly – it's not likely we're seeing the Cavs-Warriors. One of those teams is probably going to get knocked off it, it, the way it's looking. Especially – and I think it's more the Cavs. They have nothing. Yeah, other than, other than the King and – the king doesn't really have much of it. Only has a bunch of spare parts to work and, and with. And like I said on Twitter, if the king can take this team to the finals, let alone win it, I'm going to put him greater than Jordan. I said, you know, Jordan never did that where he completely took a ragtag of cockroaches and termites and was able to build a house and actually be successful. I mean, if and even if LeBron is able to do that, somebody build Batman a statue outside the queue or wherever. Yeah, that is totally true. What's up for the weekend, Frank? Well, I will be umpiring in Lansing on Saturday, working Ooh. a couple of games there. Had, of course, with a lot of games getting scrubbed. And then, of course, I'm going to be off on Sunday, probably just going to kick back, take it easy, and for following week rolls around and more baseball comes my way. <laughs> so does that mean we'll have more tales from the diamond? Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Oh. In case anything interesting happens in any games I work, but we'll, we shall see. <laughs> All right, Frank. Well, have a good weekend, man. All righty. Thank you, Derek. All right. That was Frank Vaster here on the phone lines, giving us the hot takes of the NHL NBA and how they're promoting the leagues and how, you know, I guess the NBA must be fixed. They're so predictable, but we always give our good takes here. Make sure you always listen to us here on 88.3 WCTs. After further review, Saturdays, 11 to 1.
Or if you missed the show, we always put up our segments on our podcast on SoundCloud, WHT's After Further Review, and on iTunes, just After Further Review, but it's got the picture of Frank Baxter and the horse's head. And as I mentioned before, you know, I understand you want to be a diehard fan, but there's no need to put down another league because your league's just not keeping up their end of the bargain of promoting and pushing their players and some of their better teams. It's just what it is. People want to watch the Blue Bloods or they want to watch the Stars. Professional sports is about the Stars. Until you understand that, then I don't know how to help you with that one. Anyway, when we return, we'll have more after further review here on 88.3 WCT.